Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. James Isole, CEO at Cognizant, one of the world's leading sales intelligence platforms, is here as a guest today to share a few top data and intelligence trends consuming the B2B sales marketplace. Before we dive in though, James, we'd like to thank you for taking the time and uh, participating in this episode and it would be great if you can tell the audience about yourself how you came to this role at Cognizant what your journey has basically been like over the last couple of years great thank you for having me so i was a computer engineer originally that like that's what i studied I studied at imperial college in london um computer engineering and then i moved into finance and initially i was a software engineer uh, building lots of systems for ubs bank in fx and trading then i moved into a role actually doing trading so trading base metal and precious metal options then i moved into actually algorithmic trading so trading the markets with news um, in a prop trading company in, in Switzerland for an energy trader called Axpo. It's a very big energy utility in Switzerland. From that, I, I became very interested in how news data was used to actually trade. And from that, and you know, having inspiration from a friend of mine, Usman Khan, who started a company called Algamy, which was more on the actual bond trading side like a startup on the bond trading side, I decided to kind of start my own business. Originally, it was a fintech idea. The idea was to actually use event data to help hedge funds to find um, new business. That ultimately, on investigating the idea, idea and being in accelerators in 2016, and really seeing that that was a very niche market and that wasn't a particularly good uh, client base to go after, we pivoted into the sales and marketing space. And there, the idea was to, like, if you had, like, a data set similar to, say, like LinkedIn, where you had people and you had company profiles, what if you could actually then also build this event dimension into that so that you had people, demographic data and event data, then that would help you to find those prospects that were more relevant for you. So that was the original idea about Cognizant. And, and then that's ultimately the, the company that we started to build really from 2017, once we've been on those accelerated programs and made that change, that pivot into the sales and marketing space. Absolutely. So over the years, what have been some of the top business and even in fact sales, you know, to dive in a little deeper, the sales intelligence trends that you've been observing key brands and top sales leaders really go after in today's marketplace? The big trends in the market are really, you know, adoption of CRM is, is, a, is a big trend, right? It's an ongoing trend. You know, Salesforce being like the number one leader in that category, there being, you know, lots of other great systems like HubSpot, Freshworks, the Sugar CRM, you know, the, in that space, there's, there's, you know, a lot of players there. So adoption of that technology. Uh, and then once that adoption is made uh, and you start to store your sales and marketing data correctly um, and properly, then you can start to analyze that data. So then you see this trend of, particularly in the US, but now, you know, moving out to the rest of the world, Companies that are hiring like revenue operations, you know, uh, sales operations, analysts, sales engineers, people that really understand that data and know how to craft that data into a great revenue process so that you can eventually have 
you know, once you've got the right talent, you can you can have a very, very predictable sales pipeline. You know, you can forecast, you know, ideally six months out that down to a very like um, precise accuracy about what your revenue is going to be six in six months time. Um, so that's the goal, right? And then to make sure that you're maximizing the revenue potential in your existing pipeline, but also in the upselling and driving revenue from your existing customers in the best possible way. You know, and that's really about keeping super clean data, knowing the individuals that the, who are your champions there, um, engaging them on a regular basis. So that's a major trend, just all of that intelligence around that. But another major trend right now is also just the, the number of jobs that are like incredible figure that I just saw the other day was that there's now in the US, but this is a global problem, 700,000 uh, sales jobs available right now. That's like almost double the size pre-pandemic of the number of open sales positions. So, you know, it's not, it's also just the demand for talent and, and the amount of open positions there, which really, again, cries out for automation and, you know, automation and intelligence in the process to kind of supplement that lack of actual human bodies to actually do the work. Absolutely. So, you know, while this is more of, you know, like an overview that the top trends that have been defining, you know, methods for sales teams the last couple of in the recent past, rather, we'd like to dive in a little further, a little deeper into how you've seen maybe, you know, some of the leading brands in the tech and B2B marketplace enhance their overall or their core processes and strategies with better intelligence. What kind of tools have you been seeing them use? What kind of processes have you been seeing them pivot into to create more impact? Uh, so yeah, so it's just, there's multi-layered right from the prospecting process where there's more intelligence tools like Cognizant and, and, and other tools that are being used in terms of actually building audiences like intelligent audience lists that don't just include contact data, but include intent data so that you know that uh, like those contacts you're, you've decided to outreach to this week or actually have some intent in the market. So, you know, there's providers like Bombora that really provide that type of data that when coupled with contact data or coupled it with good technographic data really help you to build um, more responsive lists. Um, so you're not just going after job titles and names of people, but you, you know that those actual individuals have um, some intent or they have, there's a reason for them to buy from you this month, this week, you know, today. So, you know, that the prospecting side is a key change. Then our, you know, prospecting technologies like outreach, sales loft, you know, where you're building, you know, cadences, like rich cadences, not just an email or a phone call, but like deep uh, 10, 21 step cadences where you're emailing, calling, texting, you know, sending a vidyard video, for instance, but really having a, a, a good and as much as possible customized outreach to each individual so that you can actually catch their interest and engage them. So to get a higher response rate from that list again, you know, so it's not just about building the right list of people. It's about also then outreaching to them in, a, in a, as much as you can based on the scale that you're going for personalized way to catch their interest and actually get them to give you a slot of time to do, to, you know, to have that conversation for sale. Then when you're having that conversation for the sale, Tools like Gong, which actually do analysis of the call to make sure that your reps are really, you know, saying the right things in, in, in the right way, right? We know how 
to make that an engaging process, the question is, have we trained our sales team, you know, which are generally very young, um, probably only had like a, a year, two years experience in that role. Have we really trained them to have good conversations? You know, are they really able to pick up on key objectives the customer had and address those, right? Whether that's competitive, whether that's product feature wise. So tools like Gong are like super critical to really understand that right now. And then also to do analysis about where you are and how warm that stage of the deal is. So, and then if you go deeper in, there are tools like Clary Cluster um, that, that do the analysis of the pipeline um, or, you know, build it out yourself in Salesforce, your own dashboards um, that really then give you a great understanding of the pipeline, how it's moving, if opportunities are stuck, you know, if opportunities have been abandoned and orphaned, um, and then being able to like, uh, from a management level, then look at those, analyze those, and, and then get them moving again. Um, so that so you, you keep a, a really healthy sales pipeline going. So those are the, I think some of the key technologies and trends that are, are very useful in the sales intelligence side. And then, you know, what you what we've also seen like big, big major companies um, are doing, if like, we, we've got one big major payments company that what they're doing is pool uh, creating really data pools where they're pulling in many data sources and doing that type of analysis and data sorting themselves with their own data science engineers right where, where you know that that is a the next level really where large corporations are actually have their own dedicated data, data science engineers that look at this problem analyze the data in a way that they, they, they can really do you know, very personalized themselves because they have that as a type of resource and then they can get to the kind of the, the next level of that ultra responsive list. Absolutely. So, you know, in all of this, while these are, well, these top trends or, you know, even what you mentioned, these top sales technologies that have been fueling sales processes and, you know, they've, they've also picked up pace in the, especially during the pandemic to enhance the way digital teams have had to perform or have had to choose a specific different methodologies to, uh, to to basically drive the ROI. But, you know, in all of this, as there have been more innovations and, uh, you know, new capabilities added into the, the entire sales intelligence space, platforms have become sophisticated. The data can be a lot more unified. But for this, you need to have salespeople and sales teams, especially distributed teams. They need to have a very strong process so that they don't suffer from, you know, some of the most common challenges like disparate data, not being really able to draw the relevant insights to customize region, region-wise sales uh, processes or, you know, even local level processes. So what are some top tips that you have for, for a concern like this, for teams to basically have a very smooth data management process as well? In a, dis- you mean in a distributed remote environment? Especially in a remote environment, as you know, different teams have to connect and sort of still have a unified approach when they have to reach out to the customer and change their messaging or even, you know, do a follow up. Everything has to be very unified. So how can they drive this? The first, like most important thing to say is you actually need to create headspace for your team to actually do that analysis and to make sure that they are revisiting their playbooks. Right. Like the, 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 the biggest danger right now, you know, I see all companies, right, you, you just get into this mode of doing lots and lots of Zoom meetings and actually not giving yourself the time to actually do those analysis meetings, which require like a half day, a day, 
with your team working together to look at the data you've got coming in, looking at your playbooks, doing the analysis to actually change your battle plan for that. I think lockdown made it very difficult for us to do these types of meetings. They're not particularly fun to do like a half day or a day on Zoom, right? Those, those meetings typically work best um, in physical person. Um, like right now, I, I've tried as much as I can to kind of meet team members and do like half day day workshops. And it's a dramatic difference to doing a meeting on, on Zoom, right? With 10 times more productive, uh, a lot more energizing, a lot more drive to get to like better conclusions. So I think that, that's the first thing is to really um, create the headspace for the analysis and, and create the frameworks, like playbooks that the conclusions go into, and then making sure that you've got good process to then train the entire team down to actually implement the changes that you've then discussed in those types of workshops. So you get, you know, there's no point discussing these things getting to conclusions, but not having systems to then deliver that change of behavior education throughout the company. So, so, you know, you need to have that full process worked out and make sure that there's checkpoints to see that the changes actually drive new metrics. That's one thing, you know, like as we're more distributed, of course, we have to use Zoom, Slack, those types of tools to really um, coordinate the team um, to, to make sure that, that you, know, you, you, you know, I think a lot of that, really is about the culture you have in the company and you know communication from senior leadership down you know like we have regular town halls to make sure that key new product releases or or changes are really communicated throughout the firm so it's really top-down management driven and it's having just strong cadence about communication and then making sure that communication results in education which results in change of behavior and before you sign out, before we log off for the day, if you have some specific takeaways for our listeners or some specific thoughts for the rest of 2021, be free to share them with us. Sure. I, I mean, for me, one of my favorite tools is, is uh, Gong. So I, I would I'd encourage anybody to, that isn't using that to go and have a look at it. It's kind of quite key for me to understand what's happening in the organization. It's great as a CEO to be able to peer in to conversations to see if, you know, right down at the individual level, people are on message. And then also just to have a high level overview about how deals are progressing. So, so you know, that's one of my um, key, you know, key ones. And then, and then the other one, I, I just say, for anybody in the in the sales space, you know, in terms of people that um, maybe don't have like a strong outbound, you know, function, like you know, we get fifty percent of our growth from outbound and about fifty percent of our growth from inbound. Um, you know, having a great outbound function really can accelerate the growth of your company. Feel free to connect to me at any time, and I'm happy to take you through our technology or the, or any of the technologies we're using to help drive our growth. Um, you know, we, we're we're um, accelerating it. 100% plus growth this year. And um, you're happy to share the techniques and tactics that we use to do that. Absolutely. James, on that note, I want to thank you again for taking this time to share these very interesting insights and uh, top thoughts concerning B2B sales and trends that have been empowering the entire marketplace the last couple of months. And uh, we wish you and the team at Cognizant the very best and stay safe. Thank you for inviting me.